nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. We're very happy with the product. We're using it every day. My husband really loves it. He was a runner from when he was in high school. And the past couple of years, he hasn't been running. So he's back to running. He's very happy, and he feels energized. I like the product, too. I think it's excellent. I can't see how taking fresh fruits and vegetables is going to harm you. Some of these drugs that they prescribe have all kinds of side effects. Well, I found no side effects with this, so I consider it like a little insurance policy. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. The Kate Daly Show, where telling the truth is now a revolutionary act. The Kate Daly Show starts now. I'm professor of medicine at Texas A&M College of Medicine. I'm Dr. Peter McCullough, and I'm an internist and cardiologist and academic physician, professor of medicine at Texas A&M College of Medicine on the Baylor-Dallas campus. I think this whole pandemic from the beginning was about the vaccine. So I think all roads lead to the vaccine and what it means. There are already places in Southeast Asia and Europe, they're laying the groundwork for a compulsory vaccination. I mean compulsory, that means somebody pins you down to the ground and puts a needle in you. That's how bad stakeholders want vaccination. Listen, that's not of cost, you don't have to pay for it. It's all provided. There are people or stakeholders, they do want a needle in every arm. This needle in every arm is a very important um, uh, moniker. Why? I think everyone's asking that question, or you should be asking that question. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show on a Friday. Glad to have you. And uh, wow, what I what an interview I have for you next. I am uh, very uh, humbled and excited uh, to talk with uh, Cherie Romney about what happened to her because I really want people to understand that there are so many things uh, going on that we don't maybe realize, uh, maybe maybe rethink some things, uh, go in a little bit slower in reaction to this uh, vaccine out there. We've been warning this for 18 months. I, I'll tell you what, it's been, it's been um, just the strangest year and a half. And so I am so glad to have uh, Cherie Romney with me right now. She was just on Tucker Carlson, and I really appreciate you speaking out because you're you're going through still a very stressful time. And so I know that your time is precious, but I'm so grateful to you uh, for uh, being available for this. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Tell us what happened. What happened from the very beginning? You guys, you, your husband, your your kids went to go get the vaccine, correct? Uh, yes. On, okay. on the 21st of uh, April, we all mm-hmm. went and got the vaccine. Before we went, I checked everybody's temperature, made sure nobody was sick, didn't think there was mm-hmm. anything happening. And sure. we took my son because there was a lot of talk about a tournament he was going to go to in Phoenix that might require vaccine cards. Mm. So he plays basketball. And when you, when you hear that kind of talk, it, you know, right. there's pressure to get sure. that vaccine. We weren't worried he'd get COVID. We were worried he wouldn't be allowed to play in the tournament. Right. So we all went down and got the vaccine on the same day. Um, by that night, my son's right side where he got the vaccine started to swell. 
mm-hmm. particularly in his neck. Mm-hmm. And four days later, he couldn't move his neck um, without the assistance of his hands because it was so swollen and painful. Wow. And this was we took right him after, the, right after. This that was night. right after. This okay. was that night he started feeling, he, he felt achy, he felt sick, but the swelling started mm-hmm. um, by that night. Yeah. Okay. And especially on his right side and especially in his neck. Okay. So we took him into the pediatrician and the pediatrician dismissed it altogether mm-hmm. and then dismissed that it was related to the shot <laughs> and, and, and forced a, like a collar on him mm-hmm. for a potential pulled muscle. We told him it wasn't a pulled muscle. Yeah. Um, it turns out forcing him into that collar probably caused the blood clots that were in his jugular to move up into his brain. Oh, my gosh. That night, um, the migraine started, and it didn't stop for eight straight days. I... We called doctors. We went into um, Instacares. We, you know, we, mm-hmm. we tried very hard. We pushed very hard. Finally, on the eighth day, I took him into the ER, and I basically demanded a CT scan. Right. And on the CT scan that night, I'll never forget, they came in and they sat down and they said, okay, we need him to go to the pediatric ICU up at, primary, uh, up at the hospital um, in a different city. And because he has blood clots in his brain, we're going to transport him. <laughs> wow. Um, so it happened I- that quickly. And I mean, the doctors were like, well, did he get an injury in basketball? And I'm mm-hmm. looking at going, this has never happened before. Right. Right. Ever. But happened and, right after the vaccine. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. not a coincidence. This is not a coincidence. This mm-hmm. is odd. About four days after getting the vaccine, my son, my husband started experiencing some sharp pains and some odd pains in his, in his ribs, kind of lungs. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot going on, and he ignored it. So we didn't think much about it at the time. Um, after Everest went to the, the PICU, the pediatric ICU, he was there for three days and then he transferred to the main hospital the whole time. They did everything they possibly could to try to find any other potential cause. Like they tested him for Ebola. They tested him for black plague. They tested him for Lemire's, which hasn't been around since like the 1400s. They tested him for HIV twice. What? (laughs) Um, yep. Yep. Wow. And, they, you know, they tested him for every blood clotting disorder you could possibly think of, even the rarest. They looked at his genes. They were looking for any possible cause besides it potentially being the shots. What? Two hours before they released him on the eighth day, they finally came in and admit. And, and they did run a nucleocapsid antibody test at my insistence. Hmm. They did not run it on their own. I required that they run it. I said, let's look and see right. if, you know, what his antibodies look like. Two hours before they released him, they came in and admit that he had like four to six times the amount of antibodies he should, <gasps> indicating he had had a very recent COVID infection. And that when he got the shot, he did not medically need that shot because he had antibodies. And that shot very likely caused this significant inflammation that his body responded to by creating blood clots. Hmm. He came home on a Thursday. On Sunday, my husband was in um, in the hospital oh, with geez. over 100 blood clots in his lungs. A hundred? It turns out he, over a hundred. Over a mm-hmm. hundred. Oh my God. Yeah. Gosh. Turns out throughout all this time, and he had been feeling achy since the shot, but hadn't given it a lot of thought. I mean, mm. my son almost died. Right. So we had a lot going on. And then he had a pulmonary infarction on Sunday, on Saturday morning. 
and lost about a quarter to a third of his left lung um, and ended up, you know, transported by ambulance to the hospital where they found these blood clots that had been developing for several weeks. That's when we started to really get upset right? because at first we thought maybe this is just a fluke. Right. But then when it happened to my husband and we had a control group, so we had a control group because I didn't have any previous COVID infection mm-hmm. and I was fine. Right. And those two unknowingly had had COVID infections and got the, the shot when they were probably still very recent from their COVID infection and expose themselves when they didn't need to, to the mm-hmm. risk of the vaccine, right. then expose themselves even worse because they'd had a recent infection. So they already had incredibly high antibodies. So the, this was preventable. This was a hundred percent preventable if they'd simply done an antibody test and said, who needs the shot? Oh, these guys have antibodies. They don't. Right. If we had done that, neither of them would have gotten blood clots. My son would not be in the position he's in. My husband wouldn't have lost part of his lung. It was 100% preventable, unnecessary, totally medically unnecessary to even give them the vaccine. But we're not bothering to test anybody and find that out. Right, right. So putting people in danger. Yes. And so my my husband is improving really well. Um, We don't know yet about the long-term damage to his lung, but he's improving. My son still has a blood clot in his jugular that has not reduced in size. He still has two in his brain that have reduced in size. But with that one in his jugular, he's still at an enormous risk of a potential traumatic like brain injury if it moves because it's right underneath the base of his, of his skull. And that's where they think the other two came is from the inflammation. So, so he's, He's not able to engage in contact sports. He's not able to live. And he's, in, he's been a basketball player since he was three, four years old. Right. So he was on the varsity team at his high school mm-hmm. and being scouted by universities. And every time I get a letter or we get an email from one of the scouts or mm-hmm. one of the universities, we have to respond with, sorry, he has blood clots. He can't come. Jeez. Oh, it just so it has massively impacted his life. It just makes me ill because I, now the worry, I mean, those are blood clots. I mean, I, what, what's, what do they do next to help him? I, we honestly, we don't know We're, we he's on anticoagulants. He had, he had a lot of brain swelling and, mm-hmm. and, and his ocular nerve as well. So he can't see very well. Um, we don't know yet too, if there's been some cognitive damage because they're still there and the swelling is still there. Right. We know that has affected him. We just don't know if if it's permanent right now. And we're just playing this waiting game. So here you have this very healthy kid that's supposed to be going into his junior year. I've had doctors look at his files and they've basically said, and I found out too that he had swelling all through his body (laughs) when he came in, including in his heart. And I've had physicians looking at his files saying, what saved him was the fact that he was an athlete. Very well, he could have died. And by the time he presented to the hospital, he had something like a 10% chance of having survived another 24 hours without those blood clots causing a traumatic uh, brain event. Oh, my god! So we were just lucky. Yeah. We were lucky that he was such an elite athlete, and we were lucky that he survived that many days with the blood clots in his brain. 
Yeah. When the, the problem is, is that we found out when they report this to theirs, they mm-hmm. report it very deceptively. So it's reported as a COVID outcome because huh. he'd had a recent infection. But that <laughs> is me. not why they got yeah. sick. Right. That is not why they had the blood clots. Right. They had the blood clots because of the vaccine. But it's not reported that way. So because they say it's a perfect storm mm-hmm. and they say well, it's because he'd had a recent infection plus the shot, mm-hmm. they report it as it being from COVID. So the, they get around this by it not basically not being reported as a side effect of the vaccine. And I know at least 40 people in the state of Utah who've had the same, who've had similar experiences where their bodies responded to inflammation right. and caused blood clots in their spine, in other areas of their body, because you don't know where it's going to happen. Sure. Sure. And the body's just trying to stop the inflammation. Right. And we've had a couple of reports of deaths, and they've put it down to COVID infection because it turns out like they just recently had a 72-year-old who two days after the, his first shot mm-hmm. died, and they said it's because of COVID because he had a recent infection. No, it was because the shot. he had a recent infection, was asymptomatic, and then he got the, the shot. shot. The shot is the problem. We're going to go to a quick break. Yes. We're going to come right back with Sheree Romney. Uh, her story's gone national. Uh, she was just on Tucker Carlson and um, speaking about this uh, nationally to let people know and, and warn them because it seems as though the uh, the, the doctors are not going to warn you. They're, and, and anyone giving that shot is not going to warn you, obviously. So we have a problem here. Be right back. Cherie Romney, so glad that she's with me uh, today. And stay with us, katedallyradio.com. This is Kate, and I want you to know that Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, and I have partnered up. MyPillow has fantastic products. Not only the amazing MyPillow, but dog beds, absorbent soft towels, wonderfully soft sheets. I mean, the most amazing softest sheets. The best in the marketplace. Luxurious robes, incredible mattresses, you name it. He has the very best products for the very best price. You won't find these prices anywhere else. You also get to support two things. Mike Lindell and, of course, Truth and Radio, my show. You get to support both of us and keep this show on the air when you buy these products for your home directly from MyPillow.com. There's a lot of advantages to buying direct from MyPillow as well. Wedding gifts, Father's Day, Mother's Day, just the very best products for your home. Use the code word Kate at MyPillow.com and get the best discounts, and you'll be telling everyone about these products. Those towels get every bit of moisture off your body. I'm not kidding. The sheets, oh my gosh, the softest sheets you will ever experience. You really need to get these great products and help us both out. Keep this show on the air, and Mike's movie, Absolute Proof, is a must-see. It's all about the voting fraud. So make sure, support both of us. Go to my pillow. Use the word Kate. Get steep discounts on everything. I really thank you for this. Thanks, you guys. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I don't care.
Welcome back. Kate Daly Show here on a Friday and uh, happy to be here. In fact, get to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell and I have partnered up uh, to showcase uh, the fraud and in the election. And, and, and also uh, he's partnering up to help uh, radio shows like these, the ones that are willing to t- tell the truth. And make sure you go to MyPillow.com. They have a towel special right now. Um, normally it's over $100 for these most amazing towels, the most amazing towels I've ever owned. Um, but you can get them for $39. Just go to the radio listener special and uh, you can uh, put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E, and you'll get that special. And I would highly recommend that. They're great gifts and and also they're just a, a just an amazing products that he has at MyPillow.com. You'd just be so uh, stunned when you get them. They're just really that good. My guest is Cherie Romney. I'm so glad uh, that she's joining me because her situation is still as stressful as you can imagine and, uh, and dire because uh, her son still has these blood clots. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, her, her husband, we were just talking on the break, and her husband and her son were perfect health perfect health. And, uh, and so one of my questions for you, Ashuri, is, is you had to have been so shocked to see the doctors so resist the, hey, this was because of the vaccination. That's so strange to me that they, that they resisted so much. It's very telling to me. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that as you were trying to tell them? He, they just got the shot. Um, I was stunned. I, I could not believe the amount of pushback I was receiving when I would rec- when I was asked if it was related. <laughs> it, it kind of blew my mind. And and we have four physicians in our family, and I'm reporting back. This is what the doctors are saying. And the physicians in my family were stunned and shocked that at the at the resistance right. to the willingness to look at what was clearly the most obvious component sure. that had changed <laughs> in their lives. And and they're telling me, oh, it's a blood clotting disorder. That's probably what it is. And those happen sometimes randomly. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm looking, I'm going, he has 64 cousins. I have, I have nine brothers and sisters. Right. There is not one clotting disorder <laughs> anywhere, yeah, right. anywhere. And they're still checking it. At, and, mm-hmm. and at one point when I got upset, uh, they said, you're being, you're, you know, you're, you're being combative, you know, and I'm looking at him saying, what do you want me to be? Right. Because you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. It's not, nothing is fitting for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and really it's tr- They didn't admit it. They didn't even admit it until about two hours before they released him. And so that in and of itself to me is incredibly telling, but yeah. they weren't even interested in the cause for my husband's. They <laughs> declined to run any tests. They said, we know how to treat this. We've, you know, we've seen this before. The thing that shocked me was that the nurses told me, Mm-hmm. They've seen more blood clots in the last six months at their hospital than they've seen in their entire career. Jeez. Wow. But, wow. But nobody's asking why. <laughs> I I just, I can't imagine. I really can't imagine this. I... I, I can't even imagine how frustrated you were. And are and you're somebody that I would imagine, I mean, you're fine with vaccines, I'm right? Is this, I mean, how, how did you feel I about mean, vaccines before when you, this? When you asked out right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Say, yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not against vaccines. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I would call myself um, a, a hesitant vaccinator at this point. Uh, yes. Because I feel like with this experience, there's a lot we don't know. And I think, is, 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 could vaccines be a good thing? Yes, they could, if we're actually being honest mm-hmm. and open about them and using them appropriately. 
But is it possible, especially with my experience now, that we are indiscriminately vaccinating when it's not helpful, when it's not necessary? Is it related to money more than anything else? So it's very difficult for me to say that now. It doesn't mean that I'm against vaccines, but I I feel like with my own experience, we don't know enough. There are things Mm -hmm. we are clearly not being told. And, and, And because of that, because of that lack of transparency, it, it is a concern for me. Vaccines are a concern for me now. And, and I wonder, okay, I'm going off of what the CDC is saying, but what the CDC is saying right now, like they're saying you can go ahead and get the vaccine even if you've had a recent infection. You can't. The JAMA just came out and said there's no need. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this. If it's not medically necessary, why are we pushing it? Right. If, if, if they don't need the vaccine, why give them the vaccine? Why take that risk? We know there is a risk. But in part, it's because they're not admitting there's a risk. There's a risk to everything. Yep, so I if agree. you think it's medically necessary, okay, it might be worth you taking that risk. Right. In my son's case, not only was it not medically necessary, but it was highly unlikely he would have even gotten sick from COVID. Turns right. out he didn't. Jeez. And they still and so, they marked it as COVID. <laughs> they yes. marked it as a COVID and, and infection. And both my son and my husband, a lot of people are, are coming out and they're, they're asking me questions. They're saying things like, so was it, is it genetic? Mm-hmm. No, it is not genetic. Right. The number one thing they, they both had was they were the two in our family who had a prior COVID infection that was recent to the right. shot. Right. The, that's it. That is the only thing they can find. <laughs> it was not because it's my husband's male line. None of his other siblings mm-hmm. or uncles have had a reaction because they didn't have a recent COVID infection. This was 100% present, preventable. We know that they don't need it if they have the antibodies. Right. Not medically necessary. And we don't know what will happen if you have a lot of high antibodies and you get the shot. What we're seeing is happening is massive inflammation, a huge scale that the mm-hmm. body reacts to. And it's being denied. Yeah. Did you feel a lot of pressure to get this? Did you feel like I, all around? Oh. Yeah. It's just enormous. Yeah. When your son's whole life is basketball, mm-hmm. and he, since he was three or four, he's been training four plus hours a day, every day, six, sometimes seven days a week, and it's his whole life. Right. And when the tournaments where he gets exposed to potential, you know, college mm-hmm. recruiters and things like that, when they're talking about vaccine passports, and then my my mom, where I'm half German, and so mm-hmm. my family lives in Germany. So my family lives in Germany. My uncles, my aunt, mm-hmm. my cousins. So traveling over there, you have to get a vaccine or you can't, I can't see my family. So we felt enormous pressure to get the vaccine. To be honest, we really weren't that worried about COVID. Right. We weren't worried about getting sick from COVID. We got the vaccines because we felt the pressure to do so. We just wanted to get out of the way. Sure, sure. Jeez, I'm I'm just I I'm in so much shock over the doctor's reluctance. I mean, utter reluctance to um to put, and, and to put you through all those tests, those unnecessary tests, um when they should have from the beginning uh, been recognizing this. But they are they are really reluctant to put this on VARES, and VARES is only reporting about ten percent. So right now they have about a half a million people that have had the adverse reactions and nine thousand deaths. But you really you have to times that. Even either by, um, you know, obviously that's only 1%, maybe, maybe up to 10% of really what's going on. 
So Right. Those are only the ones that are being reported. Right. And we reported it to theirs. And I was told that if I can't give them the specific vaccine information with regard to like the lot number and all mm-hmm. of that, that they wouldn't be able to consider it. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. So they're still trying to right. deny it. And we were eventually able to get that information, but they tried really hard not to admit it. Yeah. And it was, it's been shocking. Just the amount of, um, of backlash we have received from physicians it is shocking. And really? it's, we gain nothing. We have gained nothing. We have lost so much. Yeah. So I don't even understand what the motivation would be for me to, to, to be, you mm-hmm. know, just saying this. But sure. The unkindness that we encountered, even clear down, you know, just from the start with the pediatrician who was so incredibly dismissive of my concerns. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, he's an athlete. He got right. bonked on the side of the neck. And I'm looking at him going, no, he's been an athlete for 14 years. Right. Never seen this before. Yep. Yep. I can And, and he, he told me at one point, he said, he said, you know, Sheree, what you're recommend, what you're suggesting, if I had three medical practice lifetimes, I would not see. And I said, this may be your first den. Yeah. And guess what? I was right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But he was so dismissive. I had to fight him. And he was so, you know, like, you're just being, you're being a helicopter parent. You're being paranoid. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at him going, my child is really sick. Never seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the mother's instinct and you, you can recognize it. I mean, I, to get bunked on the, on the, on the neck, you know, that's such an interesting thing that the pediatrician would say, because he would know if he was, <laughs> he would right. have, a, he and, would have had an incident. That. He looked at him and he said, I wasn't hit on the neck. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh He's six foot nine. Oh, it's not that geez. easy to hit him in the neck. Six you know, nine. um, maybe in the chest. Right, right. Gosh. <laughs> so not super easy. And so he told him that and he completely ignored him, completely dismissed him. I remember getting in the car and my son was just like, "Mom, nobody's listening to me. I've never been so sick." And 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 I think Kate, you mentioned mm-hmm. that you have some athletes. Yes. And it, basketball. They don't complain. Nope. They don't. They, they really don't. Never complain. They, I mean, you know, like they've bitten through their lip and they're yeah. gushing blood and right. they're looking at you going, no, I'm trying to go back out. Right, right. Yeah. They're in, they're they're in good shape. Going, I think that needs stitches. You know? right. And right. No, I'm fine, mom. I'm fine. You know, yeah. um, they don't. And so when you have one who never is sick or never says he's sick or never mm-hmm. admits it, looking at you pleadingly saying something is wrong. Right. And you try so hard to get these doctors to listen and they ignore you. It is awful. He could have died because of their resistance. And it's just, it was just awful. It it still is. We still, we're encountering less um, resistance now because I think more people have reported it. Yeah. Yeah. But because we were among the first and we were vocal, we got, we were treated very badly. Jeez. What do you want parents to know out there? What do you want people to know? About You've this. got to make an informed decision, and it's very difficult because we're not being given all the information. You're right. But I think the best thing we can do as parents is probably try to try to weigh the risk mm-hmm. with the reward. If you think your child is at high risk to get COVID and get really sick from COVID, okay, maybe the the risk of the vaccine is worth it to you. Um, most. Most teens and children, it's something like 0.001% will potentially die from COVID and they have a predisposition. Right. So, so 
when you look at how what the chances are of your child getting harmed by COVID, and you look at what the chances are of your child getting harmed by vaccine, by mm-hmm. the vaccine for COVID, it is clearly disproportionate. Yep. In my opinion, if I had known this, I would not have taken that risk. Amen. And so I think parents have to really consider that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? This, it was like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm glad my parents got it. I mean, my, my mom is 78. My dad is 82. I'm glad my parents got it. They were a higher risk category. And for them, if they'd gotten COVID, they maybe could have something catastrophic happen. Um, but not my son. Mm-hmm. And so when we're looking at this and we're, we're talking about indiscriminately vaccinating people and we're taking this medical risk when it may not be necessary, it doesn't make sense. Right. We're putting people deliberately clinically in harm's way yeah. for something that likely isn't even going to harm them. It's like uh, Thomas, it, it Massey said, Thomas Massey said, uh, show me why I need it first. Show me why I need right. it before I take it. You right. Know? Why would I take yeah. that risk? Put why would I take burden that risk of proof on them. that could actually harm me more right. than, than the illness itself? Jeez. Sherry, uh, Sheree Romney, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you spending some time because I know how... Um, I know how hard it must be right now. And there's so many people in the country that are that are dealt, dealing with this type of thing. And I, I really appreciate you coming. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for Thanks sharing for what your you story. Do. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for sharing your story because it's really going to help a lot of parents out there and a lot of people out there. Thank you. Uh, I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Big thank you to Cherie Romney. Uh, hat tip Mark as well. And uh, thank you for... Uh, I, I really want to thank her for coming on, and she really wanted uh, you all to know um, prayers have been amazing uh, for her and her family, and uh, they have felt that support, and so they're going to, to sort of muscle through as much as they can. Uh, the rest of this journey, um, he still has those blood clots, and I just can't, I can't even imagine as a mom, I, doesn't that just take your breath away, um, what they're dealing with right now as a family? Um, I also wanted to mention Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is just a, an incredible supplement, food supplement that you can get. And uh, with 31 fruits and vegetables, you can't go wrong every day. I know you're not going to eat 31. And so make sure and get Balance of Nature. Uh, go to balanceofnature.com and then um, uh, put in Kate as the code. You'll get 35% off in free shipping. They'll ship it out. Make sure your immune system is, is strengthened and increased because um, we're going to need it. We're going to need all of our immune systems to be working at the at the at tip top shape, right? Um, it also comes with a free health coach as well uh, that you can speak to and also a wonderful fiber drink as well that has all the nutrients, everything to lower cholesterol and everything else. So it's a, it really is a phenomenal product. Balanceofnature.com. 
Now, there's a couple of things. Number one, I want to play this for you. This is Dr. David Martin from the movie Plandemic. And um, listen to this clip. Just listen. We took... Oops. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I turn off the music, this would be a blessing. Okay, there we go. All right. So this is from Dr. David Martin. And I will post this on show notes at katedallyradio.com. It's a, I think it's an hour-long uh, interview. Here we go. We took the reported gene sequence which was reportedly isolated as a novel coronavirus, indicated as such by the ICTV, the International Committee on Taxonomy of Viruses of the World Health Organization. We took the actual genetic sequences that were reportedly novel and reviewed those against the patent records that were available um, as of the spring of 2020. And what we found, as you'll see in this report, are over 120 patented pieces of evidence to suggest that the declaration of a novel coronavirus was actually entirely a fallacy. There was no novel coronavirus. There are countless very subtle Uh, modifications of coronavirus sequences that have been uploaded. But there was no single identified novel coronavirus at all. As a matter of fact, we found records in the patent records of sequences attributed to novelty going to patents that were sought as early as 1999. So not only was this not a novel anything, it's actually not only not been novel, it's it's not been novel for over two decades. Wow. Wow. You know, how do you feel about that piece of information? You know, we've already talked about the fact that they have not, they, they don't have a sample. The uh, CDC does not have a sample. China admitted their head epidemiologist that they didn't have a sample. Said it right on CBS News. They don't have a sample of COVID. And understanding from from Dr. David Martin, what he's saying is this isn't a thing. This isn't. It's the biggest lie ever perpetuated on the world as far as uh, putting us in this situation and um, furthering the lies. And like Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the most decorated uh, surgeons, most published published surgeons um, in the country is saying it's. Everything was about the vaccine from the start. It was all about the vaccine. I just listened to a tape of Bill Gates from March uh, 2020, where he kept doing slips of the tongue, too, saying he didn't want people to recover. But anyway, he kept talking. And, you know, he's not a doctor. Anyway, um, they keep going to him for all this medical advice. But, uh, but he was talking clear back in March, right after the lockdown, two weeks after the country went into total lockdown. He was saying that they had already been working on the vaccines, just like I had reported on the show. They started working on them the end of February, but they still didn't know what it was, right? Still a mystery. So um, China now is uh, basically separating people, saying um, the unvaccinated residents are not allowed to enter any public places. Uh, They're not allowed to go to shopping malls. They're not allowed on public transportation, and they are not allowed in supermarkets. 
Um, public servants across China will also have their salaries suspended or denied work for not getting vaccinated. And according to the July 13th government report, a county located in the Henan pro- uh, province, the o- only proof of vaccination um, will grant a citizen across uh, or access to uh, local public places, including public transportation. We're starting to to see this happen. Um, why? Why? You know, um, like Cherie said, look, if you can get through this, if and let's say there's even a this, if you could actually, uh, your body can recover from a cold virus, which is basically what this is, just a cold virus, a cold virus 99.9% of the time, why are they pushing it so hard? Hi, caller, welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, Kate, I have a lot of questions, uh, you know, with all this stuff going down, as I've sure. called in on previous uh, broadcasts of yours. But one of them, you know you're over the target when you uh, go down the road that gets the most flack. And um, mm-hmm. and I'm notorious for doing that. Sure. Um, I'm just a, uh, we need to get over this whole idea of being afraid to admit whether we're against vaccines or not. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we shouldn't be saying, well... I'm not anti-vaccine, but, mm-hmm. you know, well, no apologies. Yeah. I mean, right. why do you apologize for your... Right. I'm not saying you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm saying people in general. I'm a vaccine refuser, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. And that is that I can I can tell you um, people that I know personally whose children have never received a vaccine in their life, and they are far, far healthier than right. uh, any of those kids that I see that take vaccines. I know. I know. In Without fact, I, I wish I would have known that when I was first raising my children. And uh, and then, of course, in the last two decades, with, with the patents, with the patents that Fauci obtained, with the patents that uh, his group obtained, they were able to put more in, uh, more ingredients into these things, and no one still knows exactly what's what's in these things. So even when Dr. Merritt was, was on, she said, look, she said that the um, agent that they're adding now can cause Guillain-Barr, and... Why aren't people being warned in the flu shot that they've been doing that since 2017? So Judy Mikovits even said they've upped the ante on on and basically just blown open the gates on what they can put in these things because they own the patents. They can put anything in them they want and they can be very, very, very dangerous. So why in the world would you take them? And so I am anti if you if somebody wants to call me an anti-vaxxer, I laugh at that, but I'm just pro-logic. <laughs> so. There you go. Yeah, I'm well, pro-logic, you know? Yeah, well, well mm-hmm. see, basically, the thing is, out of all this, I've, I've certainly had my share of experiences of them back when I was in school, because as a blind person, I went to a state school. Mm-hmm. And when you go, most people don't know that when you turn your kids over to a school, and now it's even been admitted when it comes to a public school, mm-hmm. you are literally giving your kids away to the state. Yeah. And nobody knows that better than a lot of us that went to the blind schools because right. we were wards of the state. Mm-hmm. And so we we know firsthand how this whole game is played. Right. And so basically what I'm saying, let's, let's um, not you, of course, Kate, because you've been on the front line speaking out on this, but I'm just talking about all of those that are so scared to admit right. whether they're um, anti-vaccine or whether yeah. they're vaccine hesitant or whatever. Quit apologizing for being that way. You right. have a right to be that way. Well, it's kind of like saying it's kind of like apologizing for kicking pup. You know, if you were uh, accused of being a, a puppy kicker, no, I, I don't kick puppies. I mean, 
I, you yeah. know, people get really weird about not, you know, they do. And, and I can understand, I understand why, because we come from a culture where we have been trained to adopt the idea that we, every vaccine is necessary. And, uh, and so you're, you know, I understand why people are still there. Hopefully after all of this, they won't be. Hopefully after we see all these reactions and everything that, that they'll understand that these, that now we're talking dangerous times. And Eric Peters asked a great question from, um, from his blog. He said, what, what's next? How many shots are you going to, are you going to do now? If you're going to go for this shot, how many more are you going to do? Because they have all of these in waiting. I mean, where's the line? I read that myself. Yeah. Let me leave you with this before I go. Sure. That is, um, one of the things that we keep saying is that when kids are subjected to all this indoctrination and we're injected to all this indoctrination, we're calling it brainwashing. Mm-hmm. We actually should rephrase that and call that brain dirtying. When yeah. You're brainwashed. You're right. That means your brain is washed of all the indoctrination and you've come out on the other side and you're a free thinker. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Thank you. That's really, all I got. Really appreciate it. But yes, I, you know, even for years, I was one of those that said, Noel, I'm a really, I, I'm kind of like Sheree, I'm a, I'm a hesitant vaccinator, right? I, and and honestly, um, I, for the last decade since I've been doing the show, I would not put a needle of a vaccine in an arm for any reason because they're unnecessary now. We have great sanitation. We have things in our society now that unless they are perpetuated by somebody, uh, perpetrated by somebody, unless they are manipulated, um, we honestly would not have a serious spread like that because it could, I mean, honestly, they could knock that out of the park uh, immediately. We just wouldn't have it. We don't have the same systems that brought illness to everybody, but what do they do? They bring it back to the old 1918 story, right? And it just drives me nuts. It drives me crazy because people think that they really can infect 10,000 people. You can't. You simply can't. So everyone has working immune systems, too. People have working immune systems. So three presidents are dead right now. The three presidents that refused, um, Burundi, uh, um, Ta- uh, Tanzania, and Haiti. All three presidents refused to, um, to just take the vaccine thing. They, they, they wanted to make sure for their citizens that this was the right direction, and they were very reluctant to do so. Three presidents are now dead of different countries that refuse this vaccine. They really want this needle in your arm. And if they're trying this hard to do it, providing this much pressure, telling you you, you have to, uh, all the more reason to back away. All the more reason to be, yes, skeptical. And uh, and I agree with, I agree with uh, Sam the caller. You know what? Don't... We can't be hesitant anymore or try to say, you know, well, you know, I, you know, as far as the vaccine thing goes, just say, yeah, I don't want any vaccines. We don't need them. We don't need them. Uh, a couple of years ago, when I was looking at my older files, a couple of years ago, they were touting the um, measles, right? Measles vaccine, making, making it sound like you were going to die. You guys, we haven't had deaths from measles in a, a long time. I mean, I don't, we just keep getting sold a box of rocks and uh, something is, uh, is terribly wrong, terribly wrong. And of course, David Martin, Dr. David Martin, looking at, at the coronavirus and saying, um, you guys, this isn't a thing. Pretty much what we suspected, isn't it? We already knew they didn't have a sample, the CDC. 
I think this is the biggest lie. Um, and honestly, if you haven't figured that out, you need to do some more homework because it's everywhere. It's right in front of us. We have so many adverse uh, reactions from the vaccine, um, deadly, serious reactions. And we also have um, so many deaths in just the last five months. If, if you're going to deny that and say that it's perfectly healthy, they keep trying to cram this down our throat. Are we going to take it? Are we going to finally understand that maybe we've been lied to about the entire thing, which is my suspicion, has been for a long time? They can say anything is COVID. Any sort of cold virus, any sort of flu, any sort of pneumonia is COVID. So they give you the COVID, you know, um, um, explanation if you're, if you're ill. Oh, you have COVID too. Oh, you have COVID. And then everyone goes, oh, COVID. COVID? I have COVID? <gasps> you guys. Oh, remember when they didn't, didn't uh, construct any new cemeteries for all those extra so-called deaths? Not one new cemetery in the year 2020, 2021. We don't have any new cemeteries. What did they do then with all of them? See, it makes no sense. And if you tell me cremation, I'm going to laugh at you because that's not true. And you know it. So um, they don't do it at that high of a rate. Um, just a lot to think about, right? The whole thing being a lie. The entire thing being a lie. All right. Just make sure. Make sure and ask those questions. Please ask those questions. We should be so skeptical as they're coming at us from every angle, even going door to door to talk us into it. They want an, a needle in every arm. Why do they want a needle in every arm? And where does it stop? How many shots are you going to put up with if you did the first one? How many more? Be right back with Investigator Dave talking geopolitics. We'll be right back. We'll be right back.